0: Hey everybody, Chris here, and we're taking a small break from the Forgotten Books of the Bible series just to get caught up on some recording and content for all of you guys. But don't worry, we aren't leaving you with nothing to listen to. We decided that we would release one of our very first YouTube series that we recorded back in 2020 called The Conviction Series, where we essentially went through the book of James, chapter by chapter, and talked about what convicted us from it. The audio quality isn't that great on some of the episodes. But we really thought that the content was good enough to overlook some of the bad audio quality we had when we first started up. So we really hope you all enjoy this short series and allow it to do some convicting in your life as well. Alright, welcome back to another episode of your church friend's conviction series. I'm Chris. I'm Murdoch. A little slower on that intro because I was going to say podcast and then I realized this is the Conviction series for our YouTube and not the podcast that will be coming
1: out shortly. But if you're watching it on YouTube and you do what I do, that you're not watching the video and you just have it playing, it's kind of like a podcast. Yeah, kind of very similar like that. So, chapter four. In our confession series?
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, conviction series. Conviction, confession, ouch, whatever we want to call it, torture ourselves with.
1: No, it's... Is it torture if it's good? I forget what preacher it is, but it's a thing of his that will say he'll make a hard point and go. You can't say amen; you better say ouch. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Well, actually, that's a really good point
0: because a lot of this chapter for me wasn't really ouch as much as it was amen. Mm. So that's I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of when I read this, it didn't really it hit me like chapter three did, where. I just realized I'm not good at words or saying nice things to people. Uh, this one was just more like, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So I'm glad you brought that up because this to me is a more
1: personally, amen. I think his name's is Bakum. Vodi Bakum. I was hearing everything that you're saying. I wasn't doing that. Oh, no, I have the thing. I hear what you're saying. I was kind of the same way with chapter four. There's stuff in there that I can see or that I'm trying to be more aware. Is this currently where I'm at? Um, also, I mean, I could see I've definitely gone through some of that, mm-hmm. but then there's also, there is just good stuff here that people need to know. Yeah. That when I first read through James, I was like, I'm really glad that I know that now. So, yeah.
0: You want to start us off then?
1: Yeah. Let's just start with, uh, the first couple of verses, one through three. So I'm coming out of the common English Bible. I know that you're using different mm-hmm. translation. I'm always switching up the translations, it seems, uh. What is the source of conflict among you? What is the source of your disputes? Don't they come from your cravings that are at war in your own lives? You long for something you don't have, so you commit murder. You are jealous for something you can't get, so you struggle and fight. You don't have because you don't ask. You ask and don't have because you ask with evil intentions to waste it on your own cravings. And for me, really starting off, this is a thing that I always want to check myself on it can be easy, like no 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 that's not where I'm at but I really want to make sure that I'm not just glossing over something like no that used to be an issue especially because I know how much some of it has been an issue for me in the past all right so there's then you have your own cravings all this is causing issues between all of you guys and he goes hey look you want something you don't have so you commit murder like for all of the stuff I've done I've never committed murder at least not to my knowledge not directly. I mean, used to do stuff. Who knows what came from all of that? But I'm only joking. Conviction, <laughs> not confession. Yeah, confession. Yeah, looking at that. But then we bring in Jesus, right? He goes, "Look, you've heard it said, don't commit murder, but I'm right. telling you, don't be angry at someone, even go to the point of calling them an idiot and harboring that in your heart." So it was like, yeah, where am I actually feeling with my relationships with different people, mm-hmm. and especially, you know, seeing what what's not there. I think that here it really does come down to. Actually, committing murder, but I do have to check myself on the deeper level that Jesus takes it to. Mine says you kill and covet, and what I thought,
0: obviously, yes, the physical aspect of maybe someone was killing someone else, but the you kill a relationship Mm. or you kill something else. But you can kill a relationship because you want something that someone else has, so you find a way to scheme and lie and do something to get that. Um, and I really like, like my translation has covet and for me, it was really cool because that is the last of the 10 commandments, right? The thou shalt not covet, but that one can easily lead you to breaking all the other ones. So when I covet something and I want it, I'll lie to get it. I'll, uh, kill to get it, you know, and even where I can not honor God's name, because if I'm a Christian and I'm coveting something and doing all these manipulations to get what I want then I bring dishonor to God's name by my actions um, so it's it's really interesting that that's the term used because we can do that mm-hmm. and we can hurt relationships and friendships and just cut them down because we wanted something and again like you I didn't find a lot of this to be something I struggled with I mean clearly in points in my life there were things where like I wanted what they had. Uh, I wanted their success. But I think at this point in my life, like that's not even something I struggle with anymore. At one point it was, but it all kind of came down to what he says. Your Your desires that battle within you are these reasons that we get into things. It's because I have this desire that isn't right. I'm looking at something else someone else has, and instead of being content with where I'm at, I'm comparing where I'm at with someone else where they're at. And everyone on the race that we go through is at a different place than we are.
1: Yeah. And that's where the jealousy for me, like that was a big thing for me in the past. And the way that that played out for me a lot was just coming through manipulations. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, I want something and I want to make sure that I get what I want. So like, I know that that's where it says that that's causing problems because it's just like, If there's something going on between me and whether it's like, like you said, a position or a possession or whatever, and I want that thing, it's like I'm coming with the full force of my being to get what I desire, and of course that's going to cause problems, because it's like, I don't really care the fact that you have it or why you have it or whatever, or if I'm thinking, can we both have it? Like, you know, it was just coming from that place of, no, I'm going to do what I need to do in order to get that thing. So the jealousy, you know, or even within relationships and different stuff like that was really a big thing was the jealousy. And then like control comes along with that. And so many different things come along with that that I've really worked through. And, you know, various things come into that when it's relationships, you got to get trust coming into that. When it's possessions, you got to get contentment. You know, if it's positions, again, kind of like an honest view of yourself. And if you are going for something, why and how and whatever, and just kind of take on those responsibilities, But jealousy, that was definitely a big thing. And the struggle and fight, I found that I would always put up a very big fight for the things that I wanted. And then I would find out after the fact, that was a whole lot of fight for a whole lot of something. And I probably don't care that much about it once I get it. I think, too, it's it's really cool that
0: James is touching on this because in today's society, it's almost like a big thing that we have a problem with now that people have. Like when I mentioned, I see someone else's success and I want that. uh, We kind of live in that culture where anything on social media is the good. No one takes pictures of like the horrible part it took to get them there. You know, even people who are, what are they called? They're social media and they work there for them. Influencers. Influencers. Yes, those people. You know, they're purposely just taking pictures of themselves doing something. It's all a setup. It's all a stage and none of it is real. But people will see it, like it, follow it because they want that or mm-hmm. to experience it. And it, it totally messes up our view of how things should be in life. Like we're constantly striving for more and more and more and more. And it makes us want it and want it. And we'll, like you said, we'll do anything to get it, manipulate, cause trouble. And I really like that you said that, that at the end of the day, most of the time we get there and there's no satisfaction in what we have anymore because you turn around and look and see like everything is just like, Terrible! Everything's gone crazy, or you see the damage that you did to get there. Was that laid waste of ground worth me getting this one little
1: thing? Yeah. Now, as I get to the point, bringing up social media in different ways that we can see stuff because um, this is James talking, but Paul in a different point. He says, "Look, God's law is good because if God never told me that coveting was bad and told me about what coveting was, I wouldn't have known." right and mm-hmm. so that's again good stuff to get in here and be like hey really pay attention to what you're paying attention to mm-hmm. and what you're desiring after going on social media is just like yeah i'm not going to murder and be angry at all these influencers for all the stuff that they have but it's definitely taking so much of my focus because i do want to go to that tropical place and i do want to look like that and i do want you know to be able to you know have that car or do the different things and just like that's the coveting part but even if i'm not going and attacking that person directly what is the knock on effects of that coveting happening in my life that's like yeah let's pay attention i really like that too cuz in the point that there that's then breaking
0: uh, you shall have no other god before me because when we put people in that perspective they're now the God, and that's a priority in my life, and it's number one instead of God. And things become number one in my life instead of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, like, with me, when I look at people who covet, it, it's just really someone who's looking for that that magical something that will make their life better, right? It, if I get this one thing, everything will be better. Mm-hmm. But the real problem, what James is telling us, is the problem is within you, it's your heart. Your heart is the problem. And the next few verses are really... A great response to that. He says, uh, you quarrel and fight and you do not have because you don't ask God.
1: And when you ask God, yeah. you just want
0: it for your own yeah. selfish uh, intentions. Your, your motives are wrong. Uh, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And to me, that, was, that stood out right there, that verbiage. Uh, you get what you want, and then when you get it, you just spend it on your pleasures. Like We were driving to go get milk, and the lotto was at $410 million. And I just sat there and I told Justine, what would you even do with $410 million? Like my initial thought, and she was like, oh, I don't know. My thought was buy an island, you know, but with that much money.
1: And then I don't need to see anybody. Yeah, right. I'm
0: on my private island.
1: Um, Justine's like, can I come? No, No, this is my island. Your island's over there.
0: Uh, But that was my first thought. And I think a lot of us think that way, right? If I get this amount of money, I'll also do this, God. You know, if you give me this, I'll help you because that's, you know, tithing 10% on 410 million is going to be huge. So I'll honor you and do that. But in the same way, I'm doing what James is saying. I I get what I want and then I'm just going to spend it on my pleasures. And you can see that with people who get a lot of money and they get fame and success. All they do is spend it on themselves. They're still missing happiness. Yeah, an island, huh? And I would, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. That's the first thought. I mean, with that much cash, yeah, why not?
1: But it's the underlying why, right? Why do you want the thing? And so much of it is just selfish. And we can look at, man, God God isn't blessing me, or I'm going to work, and I'm doing all this stuff. It's just like, if we were to change, like you said, the inner thing, like, what is the thing that would make us happy? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it that we're doing it? It's just like, yeah, if maybe not winning the lottery, but if, like, for whatever, George is like, what is it that I've heard? is that money won't make you into a different person. It will just magnify who you already are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're not already caring for people with the little bit that you have, don't fool yourself into thinking that if you get that promotion, all of a sudden you'll become generous. Right. Because it's a heart issue. It's like, who are you now? And that comes into trusting God about the things and everything going from there. Interesting. Yeah. When I looked at it, I saw that,
0: you know, there's selfishness. Selfishness leads to wrong actions and wrong prayers. And uh, when our prayers are wrong as Christians, that that really just tells me my whole life is wrong. Like, if I get on my knees and everything is God, give me, give me, give me, something is clearly wrong with my heart. It's not single-minded as it should. And that's like, the book of James to me can be summed up with that. It's that everything in every chapter, there's a double-minded. You're wavering this way, you waver that way. You're wavering on this, and you're wavering on that. And what James is telling whoever his audience was reading this and us, that if our mind isn't single focused on Christ, then everything just goes bananas. Everything goes crazy in our life. We start praying the wrong way. We start acting the wrong way. We live the wrong way. And then it's
1: awful. hmm. Yeah, that comes down to Jesus, right? He says, seek first the kingdom and everything else will be added. And like kind of makes it easy in that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cool, I have one thing to go after. And if I'm doing that one thing, or even when he was asked, like, hey, what's the greatest commandment? It's like, well, love God. And love your neighbor. Everything else, you know, hangs on that. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you can do those two things, you're good. But it makes it a lot easier.
0: Mm-hmm. The one thing too, uh, I guess, to get back into like what convicted me with this was remembering points in my life when I prayed for something and didn't get it, and then got angry. Mm-hmm. And when you know, he says you don't have, and, and when you do, it's with the wrong motives. And there definitely have definitely been times in my life I prayed for something with the wrong motives. And then when it didn't happen, I got angry at God. And you could even see everything starts off with what causes fights and quarrels among you. I got angry at God, which led me to get angry at people around the people around me, which led to quarrels and fights and everything like that. And it was really because I got frustrated. And then I used probably the most uh, the best excuse we as Christians use for when we get angry and praying. What's that? But I prayed about it. Ah. You know, it's it's. Why are you so mad? Oh, I prayed about it. Why didn't God listen to me? But I'm praying about it. But I'm praying about it. And really, it's, it's my excuse saying, I'm going at about things the wrong way. I'm asking for something I know isn't right. But I'm asking and I'm praying about it and hoping that he'll give it to me. Even though I know it's not right. So my excuse is, but I prayed about it and now God's not answering. So... um that actually did convict me because that's
1: happened to me a lot as <laughs> in if, my younger days. As if no isn't an answer, right? Yeah. He didn't say yes, so he's not listening. <laughs> and I
0: like, uh, I think a pastor said it a few weeks ago. I don't know. This whole lockdown thing is really worth my
1: what year, month, day it is anymore. Yeah, it's since, since March, it's yeah. everything's been within the past couple of weeks. Yeah. And also last year. <laughs> 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 like when did it happen? <laughs> Before now. Before last year. I saw that. <laughs> I'll get back to my point, but you see that meme that uh,
0: it was, they discovered 33 new animals in a cave? And underneath it, it was, no, cover that cave back up. This is not the year for that. And definitely uh, what it feels like. Howdy. This is Sheriff J. Arkansas. And I'm here to bring order to the wild west of your flesh.
1: With some convicting truths.
0: Why are you constantly fighting and quarreling? I'll tell you why. Because you want something you don't have. Shoot! Y'all out here killing and coveting, when all you have to do is ask God. But that's a problem. You don't. And when you do, you ask for the wrong reasons. Check your motives. Also, don't forget that God opposes the proud. If you're struggling with pride, you're weak. Be humble, and get His grace. This has been Sheriff J. Arkansas, and you've just been
1: convicted.
0: But he said, uh, um, God answers, and it's a yes, no, and maybe. But we always assume yes is the best answer. Mm-hmm. And what if no was the best answer for us? And that, when I tied into this, was such a huge, uh, with motivations and praying about things, was a huge check for me because I know personally I prayed for things and got the answer no and I was angry. And then now, many years later, looked at that same prayer and that same answer and went, that was the best thing God did. You know, that was the answer I needed
1: and I'm so glad he said no because I wouldn't have been prepared personally for any of it that was the part you wouldn't have been prepared. And that's what was coming to me with just like different points that if I had been given that relationship or given that money or given that whatever at that point in time, like it would have been damaging, you know, mm-hmm. because of who I was, If that relationship went forward, like I would have completely hurt that person really bad. And then I would have walked away from it feeling just like, you know, just all the stuff or if I would have gotten that money well, I know what happened when I got all that money. I turned into, like, a drug dealer, and it's just like, yeah, I don't think that God set that one up, but it's just like, you know, there's different pathways in life, and I think that a lot of times that not getting it, uh, rather than go, God, why not, look at ourselves and go, well, why wouldn't he trust me with that? Why wouldn't that be a good thing for me to have? That's a really good point. So that's verse 1 through (laughs) 3. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're we talking about maybe making this a two part because chapter so. four is kind of a, a lot, so we'll see how far we get. This might, we still might need to do that. Yeah, uh, let's see, we're, I guess that was yours,
0: but I felt like it was mine, but I think it that was, was ours. ours. It was ours. Um, again, this is probably not an uh, an ouch as much as, an, as it is an amen, uh, but verse four. Um, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be friends, to be a friend of the world, becomes an enemy of God. I thought that was harsh, but it was also like, like I said, the, the amen. Because we have to really decide what we're going to do. I can't love the pleasures of the world because that's going to lead me to what we just talked about. I have to love what God wants for me in my life and I have to accept that and embrace that. And if I don't, then I'm, I'm chasing things that don't mean anything. I'm chasing after things that aren't important. But it's the verbiage, again, that you get from James. Like, I'm assuming he's talking to Christians or believers, hmm. and straight up, you adulterous people. And going back to some of the other stuff that we looked at, he called, um, what was it? Worthless? Yeah, <laughs> worthless, wicked, wicked. W- murderous. Um, so it was more of a, like, Amen, ouch, amen. Uh, But I guess I'm not there anymore, but I understood that, really, what it came down to. I understood that in my life, personally, there were times where, yes, I did chase after things that weren't from God, and they didn't lead to anything that felt good. And now looking at it, I can definitely see that and say, you've got to choose. At one point in your life, you've got to choose. Am I going to follow God completely? Or am I going to just veer off to my own side? And uh, I kind of think of my kids. They give me the most lessons about God, ever. And uh, my youngest son, Reed, were just trying to like go somewhere, and I s- follow me, just follow me, so we could get through like this crowd or something, right? Just follow me. And I turn around and look, and I'm like, "Where do you go?" And I That's see him, and I grab him, and I'm like, "Come here!" I said, "Son, I just told you to follow me. That's all you have to do is follow me. It's easy. We could get from there to there if you just follow me, and we could do it quickly." And then God tells me the same thing. If you just follow me, stop trying to choose what you want. Try to stop doing things your way. Stop trying to go after things that don't mean anything and just follow me. You could get there a lot quicker. So, yeah, I guess maybe it was a conviction. As I talk about it
1: more, Mm -hmm. I do see the ouch in it more. Yeah. I like how I said your youngest son when he's your only son. (laughs) Did I? Yeah. (laughs) Your youngest son. I got it. Youngest son, Whatever. How many kids does that guy have? Just the two, thank God. It really is, and there's a couple different things for this that when I was reading through it, that it brought to mind. Uh, one, you're, you might be familiar with it. It's a kind of a sermon illustration. I couldn't tell you all of the details or where it comes from because probably every preacher tells it differently. But I think a guy was having a dream, right? And in his dream, there was two two sides of the field with a fence in the middle. And he was on, on the fence and like on side, the devil like was on that side and the God or an angel was on the mm-hmm. other side. And they were both trying to like, you know, convince him or make the argument or whatever. But he stayed on the fence. And when it came to the end of the dream, the devil said, okay, well, you're coming with me then. And he goes, what do you mean? I never chose you. I was on the fence. And the devil goes, I own the fence. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you're either in God's field, yeah. doing God's will and on that side, or you're not. Like staying on the fence means that you didn't choose that. Like you were saying, the single-mindedness. Like, And I was like, oh dang, <laughs> the devil owns the fence. So that's kind of what brought it for this, is kind of the friendship with the world, is like you either are following God, and that's the daily intention of your life, or you're not. And I like considering it and thinking it's a good idea and whatever, but like James says in other places, look, your faith, either you can see it through the actions, or you can't, and it's dead, and it's meaningless. So that was one thing there, and yours brought up adulterous people, mine says unfaithful people, and it's like, dang dude, and adulterous people? That's so, I mean, just think about how devastating unfaithfulness in a marriage is, and just everything that can come from that, and just the complete break of the relationship, and he's just like, yeah, you're adulterous people, you're completely breaking the relationship, And again, the friendship with God and that thing about being on the fence is, I wonder how much we can think like, like it was a real life relationship. Like, I'm not actually going over there and doing anything. We just kind of flirt. Really? Like your wife or your husband is okay with you just kind of flirting? Like, would you do that if they were in the room? Or, you know, those things that are just like, when you bring that adulterous and really flesh out that idea, oh, you're an adulterous people of all the things that you're doing. Like, maybe you're like, no, I love God and I'm going in that direction. But how many things in our life are flirting? Mm-hmm. Like how many movies are we watching, or words that we're saying, or uh, things that we go and do, right? Like if you put yourself into walking with the other, say eleven disciples, and you're with Jesus. Hey Jesus, we've been doing this, and this is great. All this healing and this stuff, but like, how about me and you go to Vegas real quick? <laughs> <laughs> like, look, there's some cool bars. The like, the casinos are great. Like all this stuff. Like we'll let's catch this cool variety show. Like what other stuff like. Like, I get that I'm following you here, but we can also just go do that real quick, right? Like, we'll come right back to this. Mm-hmm. Like, does it really work that way? You get what I mean? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point because uh, the way I looked at it too, because I know a lot of people
0: when they read this, they'll say, well, we're supposed to love the people of the world and everything like that. So how can you say not be friends with the world, right? But it's a mentality thing. It's, it's a, I can be here and hang out with people who aren't Christians, but I can't let my mindset go into what the world says is right or the definition of the world standards of this is okay. So uh, I actually was thinking about this today. Most people, when they go through rough times, they, they'll think is like they'll drink, right? So I'll drink because today was a rough day. I'll have a drink. And sometimes as Christians, we could look at that and fall into that because what that is to me, it's a worldly solution to a problem that we're having. And instead of looking at it from how would God handle this situation or how would I put myself in a perspective that is godly. So going over to the other side of the fence, I had a rough day. I should pray. That's the solution, right? I should pray because then I could give the day to God and he could help
1: me, he could comfort me. Pray, hit up people that, yeah. you know, just like, hey, I shouldn't be alone right now. Tons <laughs> <of other> alternative <laughs> yeah. solutions,
0: right? But they're all the godly ones. I can mm-hmm. call my friend who I'm accountable with and say, hey, I've had a rough day. This happened. Just there's Read your Bible. Listen to worship music. There are things we can do. Worship music is great. Yes, it really is. Or go serve somewhere and help somebody else. I found that when I do something for someone else, that totally makes whatever I'm going through seem less. Godly solutions. But we can get caught up in going to worldly solutions. Oh, my finances are in trouble. What can I do? Well, if I fudge the numbers a little bit, that would help. I'll still tie that fudge number so I won't feel that bad but I could help my finances or I won't tithe at all because God understands that I need to take care of my bills and family and da 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 da. So we kind of go to worldly solutions instead of godly solutions. And I think to me, that kind of is the mentality when friendship with the world is that we fall into that. So we can be Christians in here, hang out with people who aren't Christians and offer godly solutions to everything they're going through. And not in like in your face, like crazy kind of Christian, but in a way that like jesus did it right he hung out with people and when someone came in who was hurting he helped them he healed Mm -hmm. them and stuff like that and we can offer healing not maybe in the like laying hands and they come up better but we can offer healing by comforting being there and talking with someone
1: so that's all i got with that one yeah well i think that really links into the next part kind of where you went part way and then reeled it back in but verses five five and six and then on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But, or do you just, or do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? Doesn't God long for our faithfulness in the life that he has given to us, but he gives us more grace. This is why it says God stands against the humble, sorry, stands against (laughs) the proud, but favors the humble. Like, do you suppose that scripture is meaningless? Mm -hmm. And I really tie that into friendship with the world. Like, here's God telling you all these ways to be living and like, hey, don't get into that thing. Don't get into that thing. Really spend your time doing this thing. And to treat it as meaningless or as like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to do my own thing. Right. And doing your own thing fully is God stands against the proud. When you stand against God and say, I can do my own thing. I don't need to submit myself to whatever kind of advice or commandment or anything that you're giving me. I'll come to you when I want you. Like, mean, that is a very dangerous spot to be. And again, it goes down to right now, I feel like I don't struggle that hard or a major conviction that this is bringing up. Like, there it is in your life right now. But it's really making me think, is there anything that I've just become acclimated to that I have been so proud in that area for so long that I've not been submitting in that you get know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like, oh, yeah, that's just how I go about life. I'm completely blinded to the thing. And that's where reading this and really trying to. Didn't come up with anything. but <laughs> <laughs> I like how all of that actually does tie into the
0: beginning of it, though, right? So we look at the scripture as meaningless, like you said, and, oh, I read this. This is how I should do things. But I'm going to do it my own way because I want what I want. And then that causes the quarrels and the fights. Why? Because it, most of the time quarrels and fighting is because of pride. To me, the idea is like we get in arguments and we get angry. And if an argument or anger isn't leading towards a solution, then we're just angry at each other and we're pointing and we're trying to destroy each other instead of trying to find a solution and then it's pointless but it's our pride that will want to be right it's my pride that's mm-hmm. going to stand there and say my side is right your side is wrong or i feel that i'm just in this matter and i want what i want so i'm going to take it no matter what and that's that's pride and god opposes that so then he's like clearly saying god is against you he doesn't like that and the solution to all of this the quarreling the The bad praying and all that is be humble. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself before God and just be humble. Sit down. Yeah. (laughs) Humble yourself. Just be humble. And when you're humble, that does help with arguments and quarreling. Because it's not like you're going to become a whooping boy. It's more when I'm humble and someone's voicing their opinion, I can listen to it. Even if it's not fully mine, I can listen to it to see where we can make a connection. When I'm humble, I'm not chasing after the things other people have because... I'm content with where I am at and what I have. And when I'm humble, my prayers are right in line with what God wants and not with what I want. So I think that's a it's
1: a really good way of kind of tying in those mm-hmm. first six verses. Yeah, it was a few years back. I kind of came just really thinking about that and came up with just, I shouldn't say I came up with, I'm sure, plenty of people, but just strength and humility mm-hmm. that when I'm, filled with pride and need to have my way and all that stuff like it's a really weak position because it's like you can't be challenged it's like you're so weak that you can't be spoken to mm. or that somebody else can't be right or that like you know so many things just like you're just so weak and like you can't put yourself underneath somebody else's authority especially underneath god's right it's really weak and childish and immature but there is a strength and humility to where it's like to be the type of person that can take on something and truly consider it and maybe only part of it's true, maybe all of it's true, maybe whatever, and just be able to go from that point, like that is a strong person because you can take that mm-hmm. and work with it without it absolutely shattering you. Right. Like pride just rules over. Fun. Yeah. If you're struggling with pride, you're weak. Conviction series. Conviction
0: series. <laughs> Actually, I, I do think that's a good part uh, to wrap up. And I, I kind of had the gut feeling when I read chapter four, we weren't going to finish chapter four. Um, I really like where we're
1: going to start for next week, though. Yeah. That is a great it kickoff point. Yeah. So uh,
0: I think that's everything we've got for this one. So I'm Chris Murdoch. Uh, don't forget to do that follow thing. Click the like button, subscribe, because that helps us out. And uh, share it. Share it with your friends and anyone. And also share what you feel like convicted you from this part. And we'll be sure to reply and answer. So see you guys.